as a matter of fact, the uh, government of Jordan said that this uh, tower was in Syria, not in Jordan. <laughs> it would be there illegally. We have no right to uh, put military forces or bases uh, in uh, Syria, none. So uh, this is a completely uh, lawless uh, situation. But you have to look at it, you know, from a broader perspective. This is all uh, uh, control and domination. Uh, of this area of the Middle East that has enormous quantities of gas and oil. That, that's what this is all about. If you've been paying attention, you know the global economy is transforming. The BRICS nations want to see the end of the dollar reserve currency, and many countries are joining their effort. The Western banking system is the most fragile it's been since 2008. The highly respected Weiss Research Group accurately provided advance warning on which banks are going to fail with 99.3% accuracy after the 2008 crisis. They are now predicting that a whopping 4,243 banks are vulnerable to failure and 1,210 of those banks face imminent failure. When this situation comes to pass, it will dwarf the 2008 banking crisis. The only asset that has historically weathered a storm this severe has been precious metals. It has never been a better time to buy gold and silver to protect your family. Contact Miles Franklin at info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent me and you will get the best service and the best prices on gold and silver in the country. That is a guarantee from them to me. Remember, info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent me. Do this now to protect your assets and the ones you love. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have a, an important interview today with uh, Professor Francis Boyle. He, a lot of people know of him because he was the one that came out on the COVID being a bioweapon because he actually wrote the bioweapon legislation for the United States. He's considered one of the foremost experts on bioweapons, but people, a lot of people don't know he's also a foremost expert on working with the International Criminal Court of Justice with the UN. He was the first one since 1921 to win a case. He worked with the Bosnia um, genocide that was going on in the early 90s, and he won that case. He won three times, the only one in world history to do that. And so I wanted to talk to him about the genocide that's going on in Gaza and the fact that the ICJ... Uh, sided with the South African government that there, uh, what was it, 15, I think it was 15 to two. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. Now. I think it was 15 to two. There's only two people that didn't vote for it. Um, and so we talk a lot about this, but it's urgent. We talk about whether it has teeth. He's not sure if they're even going to enforce it. And it, it's, it's really an important discussion. I hope you share this far and wide. This is beyond, we should... I mean, I can't even believe we're dealing with a genocide and that it's under our faces and we're watching our state government propagandists shove it in the face of the masses to support genocide and watching how they're manipulating people to support genocide and how so many people are um, clueless to what it is that they're actually supporting. And I think most of them would be horrified if they realized what they were manipulated into. I, I don't know about the talking heads at the mainstream media. I mean, I just, I can't even believe that they're not journalists by any stretch of the, any imagination by being up there talking about it like in a pro-Israel, like it's a real war. So this is a really important conversation. I hope you share this. And before we get into it, I want to share with you uh, sarahsbackyardfarm.com. This is Marjorie 
Marie Wildcraft. She teaches you how to grow your own food because it's so much more nutritious if you grow your own food. And you also can prepare for anything that's happening, whether there are global supply disruptions, whatever, you will be safe. You will have a much more nutritious food. Anyway, she's doing, she has a seminar that she gives. It's free. There's 36 experts. You can watch it for free and you can go to Sarah's Backyard Farm dot com. Be sure to check that out. Okay, let's get into my conversation with Professor Francis Boyle. Hi, Professor Boyle. Thank you so much for joining the program. Uh, I'm very happy uh, to be here. My best to your audience. Thank you so much. Well, I wanted to talk to you because you're working on one of the most important things going on in the world with the genocide going on in Gaza. Are you were, well, before we get into that, you were the only one or the first one to win ever win a case at the International Court of Justice at the UN against genocide. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, I uh, won the uh, first order of provisional measures of protection from the World Court on the basis of the Genocide Convention. <clears throat> on behalf of my clients, the uh, Republic of Bosnia-Herzegovina against Yugoslavia to cease and desist from committing all acts of genocide. Uh, it was massive and overwhelming in favor of the uh, Bosnians against the uh, Yugoslavs. That was 8 April 1993. And then I won a second order from the World Court on 13 September 1993. Uh, also massive, overwhelming in favor of the Bosnians against the Yugoslavs. This was the first time ever that uh, any lawyer or government had won two such orders in one case since the World Court was founded in 1921. And then I won a third order from the uh, president of the uh, court acting pursuant to the powers of the court to the same effect. So I won three of these orders in uh, under six months. Wow. So that must have gotten world attention at that point. Are you actively working with the South African government in their, uh, in what they did in front of the ICJ? No, I, I'm not. I'm just uh, commenting on what they did based on my uh, knowledge, judgment, and experience. Although, uh, in fairness, I do give advice from time to time to the Palestinians. Okay. And I know that there's other countries coming forward. I, I think virtually, you know, you talk to the, listen to the Schiller Institute and, and those guys, they're saying that virtually all the countries in the world, besides a few of the Western countries are realizing it's genocide and are pushing back. Well, they have to push stronger. The uh, poor Palestinians I know, are uh, I know. You know, getting wiped out as we speak. You just uh, turn on the, uh, uh, pages of the uh, news media, and there it is. What can I say? So now why, you know, why are they not pushing back more? Is it they're afraid of the power that Israel and the United States has? Well, first of all, we just won that order last week. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, it was pretty massive and overwhelming in most parts, 15 to 2, uh, to cease and desist from committing for Israel, all acts of genocide against the Palestinians. So, you know, we we have an international campaign and we're trying to uh, 
mobilize support, uh, it will it will take time. But yes, um, the the global South realizes they're up against the United States and Israel, two of the most powerful countries in the world, and that they will pay consequences for opposing uh, the United States and Israel. Right. <laughs> Well, there is a uh, pact that whenever anyone sees genocide, in which the United States has signed on to, that we will distinguish it and we we won't participate, we'll help to end it. Why are we ignoring this? Uh, we're, you are correct. We have the U.S. government as a party of the Genocide Convention. And uh, domestically, we have the U.S. government's own uh, Genocide Convention Implementation Act that prohibits us uh, from getting involved in genocide. And I should point out that uh, Senator Joe Biden sponsored that uh, legislation when he was in the Senate. So he he knows what he's doing. Uh, but uh, all you can say is that this is the uh, power of the uh, Zionist lobby here uh, in the United States on the uh, executive branch of government, certainly uh, Congress and the media. Yeah, it's just incredible. I read a story and I don't I haven't had a time to vet it, so I want to ask you that the ICJ gave Netanyahu the power to investigate and um deal with the crimes of, of genocide in Gaza. Is that true? No, what happened uh Sarah, let me uh get the the exact uh language here. The state of this is uh, 15 to 2. The state of Israel shall submit a report to the court on all measures taken to give effect to this order within one month as from the date of this order. So he's supposed to give a report. I guess they will give a report, but it'll be chock full of lies. So uh, what what can you say? I, I had this uh, same problem uh, with the uh, uh, Yugoslavs I knew full well. Uh, they were going to uh, violate my uh, first order. So I had to keep track of uh, all these uh, violations. I noticed the uh, uh, South African foreign minister, Pandor, uh, yesterday was reported on the BBC saying that uh, they will be submitting their own report uh, uh, after Israel detailing all the uh, violations of the uh, uh, court's order. Okay, so that's a month time frame. How many people are going to die in Gaza? I mean, we're, they've identified it as genocide, or they are thinking it is. They need to see the Israel report. But they've identified it enough that it's genocide, but gave a month. I mean, one more month of jet killing. I mean, how many more people are going to die in that process? Well, uh, Sarah, what happens is under the statute of the International Court of Justice, their order is transmitted to the Security Council for enforcement where it is now. Uh, under the terms of the uh, UN Charter, uh, the court issues its orders and judgment, but it's for the Security Council to enforce it. It's just like uh, where you live, you go into a court, you get a judgment, uh, the defendant doesn't comply, so you go to the sheriff. Uh, so right now, the uh, Security Council is debating exactly what what they're going to do if if they are going to uh, enforce it. There was a debate yesterday. It was uh, uh, inconclusive. Uh, 
I'm not exactly sure if it will be enforced at the Security Council. It appears the uh, Biden administration is uh, you know, is opposing uh, any enforcement. But if uh, the Security Council does not act, then it can go to the United Nations General Assembly for enforcement under the Uniting for Peace resolution, and their uh, consequences could be uh, quite serious for Israel. There was a festival with high-ranking members, you know, parliament, high-ranking members of the government, uh, dancing and singing and having all these things, and they gave speeches. This is in Israel. And they gave speeches of how they want to re... They want to encourage them to emigrate out of Gaza, and they want to build the uh, Israel settlements in Gaza. And they were all excited about it. What are your thoughts on that? Sure, it's it's very clear to me that uh, the uh, Netanyahu government uh, is inflicting Nakba too on the uh, Palestinians. They want that right now. The strategy uh, is to uh, drive all of them south to uh, Rafa, and then, if possible, to expel them into the Sinai and simply uh, take over Gaza. Right. That that's the strategy. Well, they they had that leaked document which I don't know if it was purposely leaked or how it got out, but they talk about that strategy, right? That's uh, part C, option C, which then they really talk about, you know, they give A, B and talk about how it's not really feasible, but this is option C, which is what you just described. Right, they wanna finish the work, the Zionists want to finish the work left over from 1948 in uh, Nakba 1. So that is what, we as human beings are confronting. How how do we stop this? Yes. Well, it seems very obvious to people who aren't um, biased. I mean, if you just sit back and you look at it and you take away all this religious connotations and everything else, you just look at groups of people, it's pretty obvious that there's a genocide going on. What are you seeing internally in the United States as far as, I mean, we're the ones funding these bombs and we're supporting Israel. If we stop doing that, this genocide would stop. Are you seeing an understanding of this or are we really that brainwashed? I mean, I don't know what other word to use of allowing a genocide right in front of us. Well, you're correct. Uh, Biden could stop all this tomorrow and just order the Israelis to cease and desist. And he is uh, not doing it. He's uh, uh, aiding and abetting uh, Israeli genocide against the Palestinians. But, uh, Sarah, what I'm seeing is is this, that uh, there is ground for hope here in the sense when I, I entered uh, Harvard in September 1971 supporting the Palestinians, the Palestinians were treated like lepers by everyone, uh, and including still at Harvard. Um, but uh, a generation later, what I am seeing is uh, young people and people of color, the next generation, are no longer fooled by uh, a Zionist uh, propaganda. They can see exactly what is going on, and they are being uh, mobilized to oppose it to, to their credit. So there has been a shift in, in the past generation. Yes, uh, that gives me ground for hope. It's hopeful because more people are noticing it, but are still our almost our entire Congress approves of this. I think we had one person abstain, but everyone votes for this. So that shows the power that Israel has over our government. 
That's correct. Uh, uh, Congress is either uh, they're either bought or paid for, or they know full well that if they uh, uh, come out against Israel, uh, the Zionist lobby will target them for defeat. Uh, this happened here uh, in the state of Illinois. We had uh, uh, two honorable members of Congress, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Paul Finley from Springfield, uh, Abe Lincoln's old district, uh, uh, moderate Republican uh, in the uh, Lincoln tradition, the federal buildings now named after him in Springfield. He just raised some basic questions in the uh, Zionist lobby uh, targeting for defeat. Likewise, uh, Senator uh, Chuck Percy, a moderate Republican, he raised some basic questions, and they targeted him for defeat. That's that's the way they they operate. You could read Congressman uh, Finley's book, "They Dare to Speak Out." So yes, if you criticize Israel, the Zionist lobby will target you for uh, defeat, raise money, media. Uh, uh, manpower, woman power to, to work against you, sure. When you're talking to people in Palestine, I've been hearing some things, and I don't know if it's true or not, that Pal you know, the Hamas is winning and all these things. How could they be winning if their people are being genocided? I mean, I don't understand how you could view this in that light. What are your thoughts on that? It's pretty amazing that Hamas has lasted four months and they're still in the field and they are still defending uh, uh, their homes and, and their country uh, against one of the most powerful armies in the world. I, I'm not saying they're winning, but they're certainly not losing. Uh, unfortunately, the uh, uh, Palestinian people are paying a very high price. We're, we're talking of over 30,000 uh, dead Palestinians by now. So are they just, they're trying to defend their home and trying to keep people from being killed, but they're not really on an offensive, they're more on a defensive right now. That's correct, right. So it's uh, not really a, a war, really? I mean, how, how is this even a war? I, I don't even understand how this is a war. It really isn't a war. Uh, uh, technically, under the laws of war, it doesn't qualify as a war. The uh, uh, Palestinians are all... Uh, uh, under the laws of war, they're an occupied people. And what we're seeing here is uh, an occupied people rising up in revolt against their uh, occupier. That, that's really what's going on here. Uh, but the news media would have you think it's a war between equal parties or something like that. It isn't. Yeah, you hear people say, well, it goes both ways. Like when I'll, I'll make a comment in my real life and, and I'll say, yeah, it's genocide. Genocide, I don't care who does it, it's bad. Yeah, but Sarah, it goes both ways. You know, they're, I'm like, I, at what point is it just so bad the other direction that it doesn't go both ways? Well, it doesn't at all. As a matter of fact, uh, um, there's no Hamas, uh, whatever they did on October 7th, that wasn't genocide. Uh, what the world court did determine here 15 to 2 was it was genocide. Uh, That's and right. that, you know, I had the uh, same problem for the Bosnians. Uh, uh, their lawyer, uh, Rosen from uh, Israel, uh, argued, well, both sides were guilty, so no one is really responsible. And I, you know, defeated that argument. Uh, and you'll note the uh, uh, South African lawyers. Uh, uh, defeated those types of arguments too. Indeed, the uh, argument of self-defense, the, the 
you know, it didn't really apply in a situation where you have uh, a people who have been uh, occupied uh, by a very uh, racist, brutal, colonial uh, apartheid regime since 1948, finally rising up in revolt and, and trying to uh, obtain their freedom. I was listening to a pollster yesterday, and he was talking about that the Muslim Americans who can vote will not be voting for Biden this year. And that'll be a large voting block that he's going to lose. He probably lose some of the young people because of this as well, and, and college-educated young people because of this as well. And one, is, one of the things they were saying is that if this if Biden loses, they won't necessarily vote for a Republican, but they won't. They'll sit out is what they were saying. And if Biden loses, there's there's a good chance because of this, there's a good chance that Israel's support in the United States uh, amongst the Democratic Party will change. Do you see that kind of groundswell? Do you agree with that assessment? Well, uh, Sarah, I'm a political independent. Uh, and I decided to do this type of work years ago, yep. I, I concluded that, you know, there are men and women of good faith and goodwill in all of our major political parties. And I was willing to work with them on a case by case uh, basis. All I can say is uh, Michigan is a key state. In the last election, it was a key state. Uh, large numbers of Arab and Muslims uh, live there. Uh, and as of now, they've made it clear they're not going to vote for uh, Biden. So he very well could lose Michigan. Yeah. For this reason. Now, how do we put pressure? And I know you've probably had many discussions with people over the years. How do we put pressure so that this court decision actually has teeth and that we can save lives? Well, uh, we had the uh, same uh, problem come up in the uh, Reagan war against uh, Nicaragua. Uh, that that war, you know, kill. I I was down there myself trying to help the Nicaraguans, but it killed sixteen thousand uh, Nicaraguans and destroyed about three quarters of the country. Uh, but my teacher, mentor, and friend at uh, Harvard Law School, the late great uh, Abe Jays, who was President Kennedy's lawyer, sued uh, the Reagan administration and won an order. Uh, and we in the peace movement uh, used that uh, order. Uh, to try to mobilize opposition to what Reagan was doing. Uh, and then he won uh, two judgments after that. And eventually we, we did stop that war. So I'm working with uh, you know a coalition of uh, NGO peace organizations now. We're trying to uh, put together a strategy to, to stop this, like the peace movement, stop Reagan's war against Nicaragua, El Salvador, and Guatemala, back in the 1980s. It will take time, but we're getting organized. Yes. I mean, well, this I, I hope so. started yeah. October 7th. So uh, it, it takes time for people to get organized. But, you know, if you look in the protests in the streets all over the country, there's massive opposition here. So we just need to get all that organized and uh, focused. Well, do you think this is going to blow into a larger war? Because they're trying to get Iran into it, you know, the three servicemen that died. We always, I mean, we have bases all over the world. We have black ops going on all the time. People are dying. There are soldiers dying on a regular basis. And so the fact that they're really focused on these three people that died seems like it's a planned media narrative to get us into more conflict. What 
What do you see? I think you're correct. If you uh, CBS News reported this morning that a green light has been given for this uh, phased uh, massive uh, uh, attacks all over the Middle East. And uh, Secretary Austin was just on the uh, uh, giving a press conference this morning. I didn't. Ha I've <laughs> been working all day, but I got snippets. He said the same thing. The, the, uh, if this happens, the entire region could blow up, right? Yeah, that's right. So the fact that they're doing it, I also read a report that they're blaming Iran on it, but there's no factual evidence that Iran was even behind it. That's correct. Uh, as a matter of fact, the uh, government of Jordan said that this uh, tower was in Syria, not in Jordan. <laughs> it would be there illegally. We have no right to uh, put military forces or bases uh, in uh, Syria, none. So uh, this is a completely uh, lawless uh, situation. But you have to look at it, you know, from a broader perspective. This is all uh, uh, control and domination. Uh, of this area of the Middle East that has enormous quantities of gas and oil. that That's what this is all about, gas that's, and oil. That's right. And there are oil deposits and natural gas on outside of Gaza, um, well, in Gaza, but really on the the uh, coast, right. you know, out in the water outside of Gaza. And it really seems that this is really a land grab and a resource grab. Israel has been stealing uh, that uh, those gas fields. The Palestinians have a right uh, to their fair share of the uh, of the gas fields uh, under on the continental shelf, and Israel's just been outright stealing uh, stealing it right from under their nose. Right. You know, I uh, have contacts in Palestine. I haven't been able to get hold of anyone that actually lives in Palestine. I think it's completely devastated. Uh, I'm worried about some of my people I've interviewed over the years not being, I don't even know if they're alive. So are you, are you working with more Palestinians in the United States or do you have some good contacts still in Gaza? I don't have contacts as of now in Gaza, no. I used to. I, it's the same situation. More. Yeah, I, it's yeah. really a sad, sad situation. And the UN, I was reading a report that the UN, um, the the good guys at the UN are saying that if we don't get water supplies, you know, the disease, hospitals aren't working, more people are going to die, not from the bombing at this point, but just from disease, malnutrition, starvation. That's correct, and that that's the agenda behind this UNRWA cutoff, uh, uh, orchestrated by uh, the Israeli government uh, in cooperation with the Biden administration, uh, and now ten different uh, uh, Western colonial imperial states all jumping on it with no no evidence, just uh, allegations, no investigation, nothing, and clearly the states involved in the UNRWA uh, cutoff now. Uh, have violated Article 2C of the Genocide Convention, deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part. And they have also uh, violated Article uh, 3E, complicity in genocide. They are now complicit uh, in Israel's uh, genocide against the Palestinians in Gaza. Yes. Well, I... <laughs> We're very complicit. Um, it's hard being a taxpayer knowing that my tax money is going to genocide. 
but I, you know, I've done some, I, I talked to Harley Schlinger with the Schiller Institute. They've been really good about, uh, on a world stage, trying to end this. And I've asked them so many questions about, you know, all the exits, there's three exits leaving Palestine and there, this was a month ago, they were all closed. Have any of them been open? I mean, cause how can people leave Gaza if all the exits are closed? Well, there's the Rafah exit going into Egypt, but uh, that is uh, highly supervised by Egypt because uh, they are concerned Israel is intends to uh, expel 2.3 million Gazans into the Sinai Desert, and Egypt is making it clear that they do not want that to happen. Well, part of the argument against, and I, I really despise hearing this argument but they they've said to me sarah nobody wants the palestinians and my argument back on all that is well nobody wants anybody millions of people to come into their country and take over an area so it makes sense so what do you say to that's my what i say but what do you say to the nobody wants palestinians i mean that's just a sad statement well the palestinians want palestine that's where they live that's right. Uh, and that's that's where they should live. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to say about it, but why why would Egypt uh, uh, want to uh, uh, become complicit uh, in the uh, ethnic cleansing and uh, uh, by Israel of of the Gaza Strip, uh, Nakba too? I, I don't see why. That's just incredible. Okay, I know you are short on time, so I'm thankful that you just carved out a time to talk to me. What can people do to help in this and to make a difference? Well, as I said, we, we're uh, trying to get to organize pro peaceful, nonviolent protest demonstrations. Uh, you know, the Chicago uh, just adopted a resolution calling for a ceasefire. Uh, we need uh, an immediate and permanent uh, ceasefire uh, if you're going to uh, demand anything. It's a ceasefire immediately, permanently, and then a massive provision of uh, humanitarian assistance to the uh, Gazans as the uh, World Court order made through, uh, uh, ordered, and then, uh, you know, uh, an exchange of uh, hostages for uh, Palestinian prisoners. That's what we need right away. Sure. We need that immediately. And then after following up, I think there needs to be stories and education on what's really going on so that this doesn't happen again. Well, you're right. Uh, I, but this time, I think uh, uh, people aren't being fooled. <laughs> right? They good. see, especially younger people who... Uh, don't get their information from the legacy uh, media that is basically in That's the right. pocket of the Israel lobby. I mean, you turn on any of the legacy move media, all the uh, anchors, the pundits, the experts, they're all pro-Israel. And you rarely hear uh, any uh, dissenting voice there on the uh, on the legacy uh, media. But on alternative media, it is there. And as you know, uh, the next generation have ignored legacy media and, 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 you know, go to their cell phones. At least I, I have three sons. That's where they, they all get their information and they That's seem terrible. to be pretty well informed. Uh, they don't, they don't consult the same sources I do at all. No, they don't. It's pretty interesting. I have two, uh, 
kids in their 20s and that's the same way that whole generation does not listen to the mainstream media it's a whole nother process for them so right. that is a bright light right well, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you for making time. This is such an important topic. And I thank you for having the courage to fight for it and to keep this flame going. We just got to educate more people. I just don't, it's sad because there isn't a lot of time. Well, Palestinians are getting killed every day. That's right. But, you know, the, the same thing happened to me with the, uh, when I was the lawyer for the Bosnians, they're, they're getting wiped out every day. Uh, you could uh, watch it live on uh, CNN. So we just have to keep plugging away the best we can, right? And and it's urgent, right? I mean, these people- It is are urgent, dying. yes. It's very I mean, urgent, yes. Massive uh, death and destruction and uh, no let up so far. So, you know, everyone has uh, talents given to them by God. And I, I think you have to examine your conscience and say, okay, wh what can I do here? I, I think that's the question. I'm not telling anyone what to do, but you have to have to figure what what can I do. That's right. Thank you so much, Francis, for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me on, Sarah. Thank you very much. <laughs>